0: Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. All right, yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Deborah Sweeney. Deborah Sweeney is the CEO and owner of My Corporation, a leading provider of online document filing services for clients who wish to form a corporation or a limited liability company. In addition to offering document filing services for online incorporation, my corporation also offers trademark searches and applications, copyright registrations, DBA registrations, registered agent services, and many more products that help customers protect and maintain the legitimacy of their businesses. So women of the world, Ms. Deborah Sweeney, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me, it's a pleasure. Thank you to you. And I'm thrilled and I'm sure our listeners are excited as well. Now, Deborah, I really like what you are doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build this special business that you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you. And I want to provide that conduit, the bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. There might be people out there who wants to start one and have no clue how to go about it. So tell us more a little about you and your business and the idea behind the niche. Sure. In terms of my background,
1: I went to law school, so I'm a lawyer and also to business school, so my background is really a legal one. I was a partner in a law firm. The company that I own was actually a client of mine, so I wasn't the original founder of the business, but ultimately was in-house counsel, became a lawyer um, representing the company, and then the company was acquired by Intuit back in 2004, and I was then appointed to run the division. Curiously, we're kind of unique in that I spun the division out of Intuit, so took a public company, private, um, and in 2009, so at that point, I became the CEO and owner and basically my own, an, an entrepreneur, so I had an interesting trajectory going from legal counsel to in-house counsel to running the division under a large company and then spinning it out to owning it on my, on my own, and it's been quite an adventure because honestly probably unlike many of your listeners I wasn't an entrepreneur to begin with but I became an entrepreneur in the from the perspective of taking on the responsibility of owning a company that was previously owned by a publicly traded company so it's kind of a unique Background story, but the long and the short of it is you kind know, of the idea that came out was I thought that this company, my corporation, would be better run in a smaller environment that was more nimble and and frankly more entrepreneurial. Sometimes I think companies, all companies, often are looking to um, go public or to be acquired, and sometimes I think there are scenarios under which companies may actually be more successful as standalone businesses. And curiously, we're still in partnership with Intuit and other large businesses, but at some point. Um, this business seems to be potentially more successful outside of the large corporate organization.
0: Yeah, I really like what you are saying and I'm sure that go extremely well with our listeners. But let me ask you a question. What was the defining moment that you saw the light and made you say, this is my business?
1: So I think that when we were under Intuit and we wanted action on a lot of different items, we wanted updates on our website or we wanted to introduce new products and services and at that point I realized this business could be more successful as my business or as as an independently owned business simply because it was uh, we needed to be nimble we needed to be able to make changes and I'm kind of a launch and learn type of person where we put ideas together and we launched them on our site or with our customers, and then we're able to evaluate the opportunity. And when you're under a large corporate organization, things like that don't happen that frequently. So it was more of a situation of could we make this happen better on our own? Curiously, it was also around 2009 when many um, companies were having problems because of financial issues and and the downturn of the market, etc. And so it was an idea where we we could separate out from Intuit and be more successful as a standalone business. I think that was sort of my defining moment is could we succeed on our own? And I felt that we really could.
0: Now, your business obviously found a need and uh, filled it. So can you tell our listeners what was your personal situation and the current market conditions at that time? And how do you feel that your business strategy rose to meet that need?
1: I really feel that entrepreneurs, there was a gap and a need in that entrepreneurs do not always think they need to hire legal counsel or um, to spend, they do not have significant funds to spend on legal fees such as um, incorporating, or as you mentioned, trademarks, copyrights, DBA filings. So what their alternative is really to do it themselves. But when you think about it those types of services are really not easy to do yourself going to the state offices filing all of the documents don't get me wrong it can be done but it was the need and the gap was is there a solution somewhere between a do-it-yourselfer and an expert um, lawyer that costs over five thousand dollars to get all these filings done and that's where this need arise it was basically this opportunity to fill a market for entrepreneurs and small business owners who needed to have legal filings, but didn't want to pay an astronomical amount of money to get it done.
0: Absolutely. And I totally resonate with what you said that, you know, as a small business owner, sometimes we have, we want to do it ourselves, but then we end up you know spending more because things that we are not this is not our area of expertise so if we we, this is one area that you will really have to delegate to people like you who are expert on this subject on this area
1: i think sometimes people don't see that they need to think kind of big picture and entrepreneurs are often so get it done that they're getting it done getting it done getting it done and if you take a step back and look up you realize well gosh if i just paid um, a little extra for something It's I liken it to um, people say, well, I can I can do this myself. Yes, you absolutely can. Same way you can mow your own lawn or paint your own house. But sometimes when you hire someone and they're good at it, you actually it makes more sense for you to focus on what you're good at and pay a little bit for those to do what they're good at. And you actually end up saving money in the long run.
0: I totally agree with you with that one. Now, your business has a vision to be the market leader in your industry and that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners. However, they really like to know what was your initial vision, you know, for your business that is so compelling and that which continues to drive you towards success day in and day out.
1: Sure. I mean, our business vision is really to be a leading document filing and management service for businesses and, and really to focus on exceeding customer expectations. And so what's driven us is not just that we do in corporations or LLC filings, but that we see businesses get their start through us and that we develop relationships with these businesses that stay with our company in the long term for their business. So. It really was the original vision. Let's just help companies get started, and then that's translated into how do we retain relationships with these these business owners and businesses, so that over the long term they continue to come back to us, and we can continue to be a provider for all of the services that a small business owner needs from a legal perspective.
0: So you have that short-term um, vision of helping other companies, and then you have also this long-term to long-term vision to provide customer satisfaction or even exceed that customer satisfaction wow what a compelling vision thank you for sharing that
1: absolutely
0: yeah now let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality you know women entrepreneurs these days are extremely organized more so than their counterparts they have attention to details they stick to what they do They have this uh, glue-like qualities that can be admired by a lot of people who are not quite at that level in their business. And one of those qualities is tenacity, the ability not to quit when faced with that situation. And it appears that you have that special quality. What do you think about that? And did you actually use that in the times when doubt, worry, and fear might have set into your mind?
1: Absolutely. I think... Maybe, maybe to my detriment at times, I I have this inherent belief in myself, and I think it started from when I was a child, and my parents believed in me, unfailingly, and and really supported me, you know, to the nth degree. And I think that really, it's it's interesting because when I bought the business out of Intuit, everyone said, "How did I honestly get the a loan from a bank or?" Take out a second on my house at a time when these things weren't happening because the financial market was at a standstill, and truth be told, I really just, as silly as it sounds, maybe naively so, believed in myself, and I think that that is something that's important every single day, and and maybe something that historically has la- has been lacking in women because sometimes they don't have role models to to look at and realize they believed in themselves and they accomplished it or there's or there's doubt or there's too much balancing going on and so they can't focus enough on, on themselves and i think it's it really truly at some level when you believe in what you can do and you i personally also believe in in being kind in the process and that ultimately you're able to sort of turn your vision into a reality um, and prepare for success in that way when you know you're going to succeed and you know you're going to go to college and then graduate school and do the things you want to do. And also being forgiving of yourself, that sometimes things aren't perfect and that that's okay and that you can make mistakes and learn from them and move on. And so I think those are the, the kind of characteristics of me that have made um, me be able to succeed in this environment. And it's not easy. Um, even in our industry, it's primarily driven by men. Um, and interestingly, you know, most of the people in my community and it's, it's Mostly in an entrepreneurial environment, it's a lot. It's a lot more, you know, male dominated. But with that said, I think that you don't have to lose focus on the ability to be that you can make it happen um, in spite of a lot going on, and in spite of not having a lot of role models. That there are, there is enough out there. You know, you can focus on your own success and ultimately get there.
0: Absolutely, and I love when you said about having belief in oneself. Because I totally agree with you, and I resonate with you a lot in some ways. Because if we don't believe that we can do such a thing, you won't you won't take any action on it. So that's really important to hold on this to do and it is a skill uh, like with you you were lucky because you had that one when you grew up but I'm sure a lot of our listeners didn't have that belief you know sometimes we we often lack this self-confidence in ourselves but we ha- and it is a skill you can you can develop it on, and believe that you're able to do something and I believe in also in what what Brendan Burchard used to say this uh, competent confidence loop and that helps uh, us uh, when we take action on things so when we believe in ourselves we are confident in in taking action as well so thank you for your for sharing that and for your and your on your take with those uh, personal qualities that help you to succeed i'm sure our listeners resonate with those as well now let's dig deeper on what happened when you started the journey You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And I'm sure you're no stranger to challenges as evidenced by some of the things I've read about your business. Now, to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and what enabled you to overcome those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today?
1: Sure. I think that one of my biggest challenges was, has been, and to this day still remains in many ways, employee management. When you have, uh, being trained as a lawyer, I was more of what I call an individual contributor. I worked for myself and I worked with clients and I developed my own relationships, but I didn't have a huge team. I had, you know, a, a paralegal or an assistant, but it wasn't like I was managing 50 employees. And so one of the biggest opportunity areas I had was learning how to manage a team, to inspire the team, but not to get so absorbed in their day-to-day that I was stuck dealing with you know every single personal issue they had and giving everybody loans and acting as their bank and, and you know all the things that go on with people's individual lives. I. I found myself originally getting so caught up in all of that, that it was affecting the success of the business because I was dealing with the people here, but not so much our customers. And truth be told, I really do, I create an environment, or I hope I do, where the, the, it's it's a family here at, at our company, and, and it is only 50, just over 50 employees. So I really think that, that it should be a family still at that size, but I also learned that I need to, to let go. and have somebody um, in my company that could deal with the day-to-day employee, kind of, for lack of a better term, minutia, and mm-hmm. not get myself involved, and in everybody's, you know, so-and-so's cat died, and this person's that happened, or their brother, you know, drove the wrong direction on the road, whatever the issues were, I would constantly be trying to help everybody, and I think that that's probably a female trait, You're you're caring, and you're engaged, and you want people to be happy. But conversely, when you're looking at the overall big picture, if you're so focused on the little details of each and every employee, it's very hard to look up and look out and realize that your customers may be suffering or your business may be suffering. And so I think I had to take action and determine that I couldn't do everything. And so hiring an operations person who managed those employee matters and still bring, loops me in when there are significant issues – Um, But for the most part, it's the day-to-day people go to my operations person for, you know, I'm going to be late or sick or whatever the variables are and less to me and then that leaves me to be able to focus. And when I say that's my biggest challenge is it took me years to figure out. I thought I can do everything and I can do anything. And really, I had to optimize on what's my highest and best use of my time and probably day-to-day employee management and figuring out what time everyone got to the office and what time they left and when they took their break was probably not the best use of my time. And so I work really hard on employee engagement, but not employee micromanagement. And that's been a true opportunity area for me.
0: That is really huge and I'm sure a lot of our listeners, especially those who are just starting out or even those who are in a business already, this is an area where we all uh, often have challenges with and like what you've said, it's important to be able to let go and delegate delegate some of those tasks by hiring somebody and when you are not at a point in your business that you are not able to do so, Find other ways to do that. Like maybe you can hire an intern that will, you know, that you can exchange or probably exchange your your skills uh, with your with a time or like that. Some ways where you can delegate some of those tasks so you can focus on those revenue generating activities for your business. Um, so thank you for sharing that. That's really um, I've heard a lot of and I have those challenges as well. So it's really important to find a way to manage that or to solve that problem so it doesn't uh, hinder you from moving forward or to expanding
1: right
0: now let's switch gears for a little bit and talk about how you maintain mental fitness and focus you know being a business owner such as myself motivation plays a key factor Uh day in and day out and motivation could mean many things to many people In the business realm, for example, the ability to stay motivated is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family. Now, I'm sure that business of yours have some inherent challenges, but you look upon them as opportunities. So, my question would be How do you look upon your business as a means to balance your life after work, or do you carry work through your life? Our listeners would really like to know your perspective about this. Sure. I think that I've always said, you know, I, was,
1: I always get asked questions about Sheryl Sandberg's lean-in and the opportunity of being in a corporate environment and being, quote, all in to your business and maybe sometimes at the to the exclusion of your family. And one of the things I always focus on or I kind of counter with is the notion of kind of reaching up and, and what that entrepreneurism really allows you to have more in many ways rather than less. And the theory behind that is that when you are the master of your own destiny, as most entrepreneurs are, you work really hard. So when you ask, do I carry my work home with me? Absolutely. I carry my work everywhere with me, uh, but I I also go everywhere. I do what I need to do, and I, my passion, first and foremost, is my kids and my, my husband, and really, truly spending time with them. I look forward to the weekends, not because, oh my gosh, I don't have to be at work, because I love coming to work, but I look forward to it because... In the, in the evening because I know that I can be with my family and so really I think that the, this situation in owning a business has given me that flexibility that when there's an event or I can be room mom or team mom and go to every single game and every single event and be there for my kids and, and frankly people joke about you know iPhone or Blackberries being a leash but I do find that they afford flexibility. If someone needs to get a hold of me at work They call me or email me, and I respond quickly, but not to the exclusion of my kids. So I really, really think that entrepreneurism affords women a unique perspective, which is you don't have to lean in fully in a corporate environment. I was in that environment with Intuit, and I recognized that it required me to travel, to be in meetings most of the day, to not have the flexibility and freedom that I wanted, even though Intuit is incredible for work-life balance. Um, but that means so you get off at four on an occasional day to go to a game or something. But what entrepreneurism really gives you is true, true balance if you let it. Um, you know, if you have a meeting or you have to be somewhere, of course you're there. But besides that, you, if something happens and you need to run up to the school or you need this, something done or whatever the case may be, you can, you can make that happen. And I think therein lies the incredible nature and flexibility of an entrepreneur nevertheless you're almost always on because you're thinking about your business, you're growing your business, you're dreaming about it. I talked to my husband about it. I talked to my kids about it. So I think that it's just something that goes with you everywhere you go. It becomes part of your personality, but it does afford a ton of flexibility.
0: And that's exactly why we are in business to have that flexibility of course it is hard in the beginning when we really have to put the time and effort but there come a time when you reach that level when you are able to delegate for example or you um you are at a point where you can be flexible you don't have to be there in your business somebody's doing it but at the same time like what you said you always be in dealing with your business because Mm -hmm. even then even at the time but then you can choose you can choose when to be in to be doing certain things you can choose to be to spend time with your family yeah so i i think for for those of you our listeners who are just starting out don't be hung up hung up with this uh, work-life balance issues you'll find a way to to balance it or to work it out and especially uh, when you love what you're doing time flies so good it's not no longer work but at the same time I agree with what you've said that we have to find time to when you have when you spend time with your family it is with your family and not really just be hooked in one corner and do only one thing so thank you for your perspective on that I'm sure our listeners um, got some great ideas on how you're balancing your life and and work as well so thank you
1: and like you said, it does change over time. You may be working incredibly hard 24 hours a day for the first year of your business, and then you can have that flexibility or vice versa. it ebbs and flows. And I think entrepreneurs have to kind of ebb and flow with that.
0: Absolutely. Now, let's talk about how you measure your success. Your company financially appears to be doing quite well, and with that success, flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to say that success is a mindset. I can have a $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am mm-hmm. I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. Now, in your journey as entrepreneur, what's your feelings about success and What are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? I love what you just said. (laughs) Um,
1: Yes, I think that I measure success when I was thinking about this is is in terms of freedom and flexibility and happiness. And I feel like, you know, there are days when I'm stressed about something going on at work or something along those lines. But overall, honestly, I feel so lucky. and, and it's not just luck, it's it's hard work and it's effort and it's the, we said it at the very beginning, it's confidence, it's knowing that you can you can make things happen and, it, and it's overall your attitude towards life and so I feel like what you put out comes back to you multiplied abundantly and so I feel like my happiness and my freedom and flexibility yields my happiness and those are how to me I define success. I really think that you know financial is, is one thing and you feel easier when the, when the revenue is flowing and you're profitable and things are going in the right direction. Um, but honestly, it's kind of a fun challenge when things aren't going great and you're trying to figure out how to improve it. And so I think it's really truly how you look at something. And the, you know, you just said it, which is you can, you can be a millionaire and not be happy or have $10 in your pocket and be happy. And so it's just all about good perspective and, and making sure you keep that
0: perspective. Absolutely. Love it. And freedom, flexibility, happiness. Awesome benchmarks for success. I look upon those as well. I mean, it's, I think it's one of the reasons why we are in the business in the first place. Love it. Now let's talk about your plans for the future. You're sure you got some good things up your sleeves. So tell us and our listeners, what are your plans for your business in the future?
1: Sure. We continue to focus on new ways to engage with our customers over the long term, so creating scenarios where customers can come to our site and have a portal for all of their business documents, all of their business management and those types of products and services. So I think it's about creativity and development, listening to our customers and always improving upon that. In terms of the bigger picture, obviously we're always focused on growing our profitability and how do we do better and how do we do get our name out there and become more well known and really focus on um, our fo- our focus on customer and um, customer expectations and exceeding their expectations. So as we do that, we get more referrals and our business grows and we continue to grow. So those are the kind of short term, uh, certainly working with incredible partners and continuing to grow the business are my long-term goals. You know, I don't necessarily think about selling the business. I think this might be the right place, but if the right offer came along and it was a great um, opportunity, I would always, you know, consider that as well. So I think that right now I'm in a happy place, but I'm not ever complacent. I'm always looking for good opportunities and ways to grow.
0: Awesome, awesome. I'm sure you're going to be, uh, our listeners as well will be watching uh, your, as you evolve with your business, as it goes bigger and bigger, and you are impacting more lives, more clients out there. Alright, so let's talk about the, one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be entrepreneurs. You know, as entrepreneurs yourself, you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an, an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or more variety or for making that first buck and you are looking at them saying, there's more to it than that. What type of special suggestions or advice and lesson learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and when you where you are headed at? So if you can give our listeners your top three that they can take action on today, what would those three be?
1: Okay, it might be so simple that it's almost too simple in the sense of in a classroom environment, but I truly believe there are I, we have this family motto, which translates into my business, and that is work hard, have fun, and be kind. And I think that when you put those pieces together, sometimes entrepreneurs think they want that million dollars to come, and they haven't worked hard for it. And, and not that you necessarily need to work hard for your whatever million dollars or whatever the revenue number is, but it's not easy. And being an entrepreneur takes hard work. And you said it earlier, which is when you're working hard in something you're enjoying, you're also having fun. So I think those two things follow very closely. Work hard, have fun. And I really believe in in being kind. I think that many people are shrewd in business. And I think that sometimes shrewdness begets um, uh, lack of kindness toward others at times. And I think that you can also be a good person and be a kind person and do right by others and still be successful and not that there aren't hundreds of examples of that but i think sometimes it gets lost on the hunt for success so i think if i had to say as simple as it sounds it would be work hard have fun be kind
0: awesome awesome that sums it up work hard have fun and be kind can never be be simpler than that i'm sure our listeners have it Um, can take away that they can do right away today. uh, Absolutely. Now, can you share our listeners one tool or a resource or an app that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business?
1: Okay, this is another simple one. And my app is called Omvana. And it's a meditation app. And I think with all the business apps out there and all the get it done and stay organized, believe me, I think those are critically important. But what you need sometimes in business is a mindfulness a meditative focus, a calmness that gives you the ability to make good decisions and not overreact or go crazy about small things. And I think that Omvana, it's spelled O-M-V-A-N-A, I have no ownership of that business, but it is an incredible app that, to me, gives me a little bit of a three-minute focus that gets me in the mindset of focusing on the business and the success, and even personally, um, helps me look at things in a calmer perspective. And I can't say enough about about that.
0: That's interesting that you mentioned that because I use that as well. It really helps me feed my mind and keeps me calm and prepare me for the day. So love that. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend one book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally?
1: Sure.
0: One book that I really like
1: is called Onward. It's written by Howard Schultz. It's the Starbucks book. And it's not your traditional business book, you know, about how to or what to do or top five strengths or anything like that. But it's really a tale of someone who built a business, um, you know, had other leadership come in, ultimately came back and tried to resolve issues that were outstanding and kind of the dedication that it took to get that to happen. And the story is just a good one, that sometimes you have successes, sometimes you have failures or... Um, missteps that you can remedy and sort of the approach that you can continue uh, along a path and you win some, you lose some, but ultimately um, it takes hard work and, um, you know, focus and then, and then you can make it, you know, come full circle. So I think it's a fun book, not just a, a traditional kind of business school type book.
0: Got it. And uh, now, Deborah, in my mind, you are a superhero, or shall I say superheroine, because you've done this, you've done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you were to do it any different, what would it be and how would you go about doing it?
1: If I were to do it different, I think I would um, really have focused from the beginning on identifying my strengths and doing more of that and less of trying to do absolutely everything. It's easy to say now, and as we said, many entrepreneurs, you have to wear multiple hats and you have to do lots of things. So it's maybe easier for me to say in hindsight, but I think when you're involved in it, it's, you just do everything and you do it as fast as you can and you move, 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 move. And I sometimes think that taking a deep breath, I've so learned that, you know, you get some bad customer uh, issue and, and you are so apt to react. But now I think, about it I say, you know, to the customer, I will get back to you in 20 minutes and I will be calm and think about solutions and or a bad employee issue. So I guess it's being less reactionary, being a little more thoughtful and knowing that I don't have to do everything instantaneously and all by myself.
0: Last but not the least, if you are a superhero or superheroine, who do you want to be and why?
1: I would be Firestar She's known for her great energy, the projection of energy as she focuses her microwaves on specific targets. She's known for her speed and strength. And I think those are qualities that are critical of an entrepreneur. And so if I were a heroine,
0: I think I would be Firestar. Deborah Sweeney, the Firestar. <laughs> love it. love it. Now tell our listeners where they can connect with you and learn more about you you know kind of watch how you grow and succeeding more so that they can serve as an example for our own efforts and so that we can be more than we what we are today.
1: Sure. So our company's on Facebook at My Corporation, if, um, and we do a, an awesome blog, I would like to say. It's called My Business Blog. So we do lots of musings about small business and entrepreneurship there. It's blog.mycorporation.com. Personally, I'd love, to, if you have any questions or thoughts, my email is dsweeney, D-S-W-E-E-N-E-Y at mycorporation.com. And you can find me on Twitter at, at Deborah Sweeney.
0: By the way, for all our listeners who are not able to write those links or resources down, all these links and these resources mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com. You just need to type in the name. Deborah Sweeney on the search bar, and it will find it for you. So no worries about that. If you aren't able to jot those, it will be on our show notes. So Deborah, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now.
1: Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then
0: take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iPhone apps that these high-achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today. Visit TodaysleadingWomen.com/slash apps for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.